everyone, this is Nishchal Dua, and welcome to the Remote Work Summit. On the panel now, we have Dmitry Leonov, the co-founder of SaneBox. It's an email management tool that helps you save your time and effort. Welcome to the summit, Dmitry. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you here. I think uh, there's tons that we can learn from you, especially because you've got 20 plus years of industry experience, and you've got a fully remote team as well. So I think let's just get right into it, and you can just tell us a bit about what you've done, your background, your experiences so far. Sure thing. So I started in investment banking, then went to work for a company called Overture, um, which got acquired by Yahoo uh, right around the time when I joined. So I spent uh, eight, nine years uh, there. Um, left to start my first startup, which uh, didn't last very long. And then um, for the last eight years, um, I've been working on, uh, sorry, nine years, I've been working on SaneBox, um, and that is uh, the fully remote um, email productivity startup. Great. And like you said, it's, it's a fully remote team. So what has your experience been so far with remote work as a practice? I think uh, you've been fully remote for the better part of last nine years. So what do you think about remote work in general? We love it. Um, we were doing remote work when it was you know, way before it became popular or even accepted. I remember meeting with uh, investors who looked at us like, well, how do you guys, how do you guys do this? And now everyone is moving in that has been moving in that direction for the last few years and certainly been forced to move into that direction in the last few weeks. There are things to kind of to be aware of as as companies move into the remote. There's definitely pitfalls, there's ways to do to things to, to be aware of. Um, but in general, it's definitely not the, we believe the pros outweigh the cons and the cons are very manageable and you can mitigate them uh, quite effectively. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, since you mentioned that SaneBox is kind of like a productivity management tool, productivity enhancement tool, so we could talk a bit more about productivity and especially communication when it comes to remote teams. So any thoughts on that, on what is it that improves the productivity or what is it that improves the communication? What are the best practices for communication within remote teams? So, so we found, um, and we, we have kind of two sides of the house. We have the business side and the engineering side. For the business side, it's very important that we, we have daily stand-up calls. And that's, it really comes down to that, where we have uh, just a daily quick check-in with everyone. And we have a once-a-week once, once a week meeting on Friday for you know, a longer call where we go through, through everything. Um, one thing that we found, just to, get to mix things up a bit, um, rather than doing the same stand-up every day, we have a slightly different one on, on different days. So different teams have the floor, I guess, uh, to talk about uh, what's going on on their side, just to make it a little bit less monotonous and, and more, uh, more dynamic every day. Uh, and then once a year, we do a, uh, a week where we meet in some place in the world and uh, just work together for... Uh, ends up being less than the week, including travel time. We find that's very important to kind of connect on a, on a more social level. And uh, so when it comes to email uh, as a practice, I'm, I'm talking about email specifically because it forms a big part of any corporate communication. It's a big channel for most companies, most teams to interact with each other. And, and you know, you've got tons of experience when it comes to managing the right kind of uh, email practices. So any suggestions you can offer us on what uh, what are the best email management tips uh, tips or what are the best ways to make sure that uh, there's not there's not much uh, you know uh, over communication and there's not under communication as well? So there, there needs to be a right balance, uh, especially in a distributed team where you're not, where you're not facing each other on the, on a daily basis. So what are the best email uh, practices that you can probably help so us? So as far as um, you know, internal email within you know, within the company, 
uh, we use Slack. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, internally, we try not to email each other unless unless necessary. Uh, but you know, obviously, everything external is, is all all an email. Um, and we've, as you can imagine, we've done a lot of thinking about email productivity over the years. Uh, we've published an uh, an Amazon bestseller ebook. We've had lots of webinars and online course. We've, we've done a lot of thinking on this. But uh, really, where, where it all stems from is we a while ago we noticed that some some of our users are much better at getting to inbox zero than others and we try and we you know, interviewed them and talked to them about what, what is it that they do we, we came up with we actually we have an ebook so if you um, if you go on our blog also on amazon it's called 100 email hacks really what it comes down to is the, the basic email principle the, we call it the three email commandments those are the, kind of the most important things First commandment is email is like Tetris. No matter how good you are playing Tetris, eventually you will lose because the more blocks or emails keep coming and faster and faster every year. So you, you have to kind of change the way you think about it. So, so yeah, just changing your mindset around email and understanding that it's just, it is what it is. And the, the second one is not, it's realizing that email should not be your number one priority because email is a, essentially a to-do list that other people can add on and can add to for you. And so if your email becomes your kind of unconscious number one priority, that means other people's priorities are your number one priority. And that's, that's not, um, and the, the third um, commandment is not all emails. Oh, sorry. So the, the way to, uh, to deal with uh, the way, how you make email to not be your number one priority is by time boxing it. So literally I have an appointment every day at 11 a.m., where I go through my email. And it can take an hour, it can take half an hour, it can take three hours, depending on what's going on that day. It's important to put it into, in, in its place. And then um, once I'm in the email, it's important to understand that not all emails are created equal. The problem is that every email interface gives the same amount of uh, real estate on the screen uh, to every email. And so an email from, an, an annoying uh, you know, salesperson or a newsletter uh, it, to your brain feels the same as uh, an email from your most important customer. Like it takes a split second for your brain to um, to process that, but it's, it, it is very taxing on your cognitive ability. And this is really where Samebox comes in. So our algorithms understand how you interact with your inbox. We look at your past behavior. And by the way, it's important that we, we never ever look at the body, the, the text, the content of the emails. We only look at the email headers. So that's the you know, timestamp, the sender, a bunch of metadata that comes in. And so based on that, we know what you, uh, well, we, we look at what emails you open, what emails do you respond to, how quickly you open them, how quickly you respond, how often, how far back, who introduced you and so on and so on. And so based on this, um, we know what's important. We keep the important stuff in your inbox and we move all of the noise uh, into the separate folder and summarize it in a digest uh, for you once a day. And then we've also over the years built uh, the whole suite of uh, email productivity features like reply tracking, snooze, uh, we monitor your spam for false positives, so for emails that are not spam. We have an in inbox pause feature and lots of other ways to make your, uh, your email uh, much less painful. I think that's, that's I, mean, I could go on for hours about this, but that, those are the big ones. <laughs> no, that's really helpful actually, Dimitri, because, uh, and I'll just quickly summarize for those who are watching this interview right now. So first you've got an ebook that's uh, 100 email hacks, that's also on Amazon, and we'll make sure that we add the link to it below this uh, interview as well. 
and a couple of email tips that you just mentioned. Yeah. Understand that email is kind of like Tetris. It will eventually win. So there's no way that you can conquer it. Uh, you just manage it really well. Um, don't make sure that email is not your number one priority. That's the second commandment. Always have uh, some sort of a time boxing schedule. So you're making sure that you only spend a particular amount of time on your emails. And then most importantly, not all emails are created equal. So you need to know how to prioritize uh, and which emails should not look at in the first place as well. So those are some really, really helpful tips. And uh, I would like to t test out how you know uh, SaneBox uh, does that because I think it does value your privacy as well because it's not looking at the email body content, but just the meta headers that you mentioned. So I'm, I'm going to try it out for sure. I think uh, you also mentioned that internally in the company you're using Slack a lot, right? So that, that's what the internal team communication looks like. So that brings me to another uh, important question when it comes to communication, which is async versus sync. So there's a lot of uh, debate, uh, especially when it comes to virtually distributed teams on uh, what are the best communication practices to be taken into account and how much should a person be available? What should be the right balance between async and sync? Should it all be happening at the same time? Is chat the best option? So is there anything that you can share with us on that front? Uh, any tips that you can help us on if there's a policy, if there's a framework that you follow internally at Sanebox, how do we manage or how do we balance this async versus sync uh, communication problem? It's a great, great question. And honestly, this is, um, you know, when when Slack became kind of the, the default standard for uh, for companies, uh, we, we kind of thought about this and talked about it a lot. The, the synchronous communication actually is the bigger the problem, right? Compared, so, okay, the, the asynchronous communication is far better for productivity than synchronous communication, right? Because there's lots of research done um, on the attention swi switching costs, and those attention, attention switching costs are enormously taxing. And actually, that's why we started Samebox is to, to minimize distractions and minimize the attention switching. You know, our policy is um, we, we do use Slack for internal communication, but uh, for instance, yesterday, I, I didn't see my colleague's texts or messages like four hours. He, he, he pinged me on Slack at 1 p.m. and I didn't see it till five. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure why. Uh, I just, you know, the notification didn't didn't pop up and, you know, and that's fine. So we, we have a, a policy of not uh, not penalizing each other if we're you know, focused on something and don't have time to uh, uh, to respond to every Slack. We do know how to get a hold of each other if needed. Uh, we can call. We can uh, you know keep keep pinging until the person replies. Uh, but it, in general, we are kind of we understand that it's important to focus and not switch your attention. I, I do understand that completely. So, uh, like you said, you know, uh, it it usually ends up becoming a situation where it kills your productivity big time. And uh, that, that's where discipline comes into account as well. So since you've been leading a remote team for the longest time, what, what kind of best practices do we have around discipline and motivation, especially when uh, a team only meets a couple of times a year, like you mentioned earlier? So you might have certain retreats, but uh, other than that, mostly everyone's working on their own terms. So in this kind of an uh, you know, ownership-driven environment, how do we ensure that the right amount of discipline and motivation is still in place? to make sure that your team stays productive and focused on what we're trying to achieve this year. Yeah, you know, to be honest, we, we haven't had this problem. Um, we've, um, it's funny, my my grandpa, um, who obviously grew up in a very different environment, he really doesn't understand how we, how it's possible to have a remote team and, and how, how, you know, you need to whip, whip them every, you know, every morning. Um, you know, I think for us, it comes down to hiring the right people, um, you know, training them and, and just, you know, everybody is, we're kind of, we're kind of like a 
we're a small team. We're a team of 16 people. So it's a very uh, tight community. In general, yeah, we just we haven't seen this be a problem. And I think that that is a common concern for companies who are, you know, are thinking of going remote. For us, it hasn't been an issue just because when you have the right people, when you have the right incentives, you know, as, as a company, we, we haven't had to worry about that. That's, uh, I'll agree with that 100% because, uh, you know, uh, the, the most amount of research that I've, that I've read personally so far and whatever we have experienced in the last couple of years ourselves as a team that's fully remote, is it all comes down to making sure that you hire the right people. And uh, I, I feel that's, that in itself is a huge testament to why remote work uh, works in the end. But that also brings me to another question. Do you think that Sanebox as a remote first company, uh, does it get a competitive edge over everyone else in the market? Just being fully remote, uh, being being able to hire in a remote fashion, does that give you some sort of a competitive edge with, uh, with the other players that you have in the market? 100%. And this has been our kind of our main argument for this from the beginning, um, especially on the engineering side, right? When uh, you know, we, we have an incredible team of engineers and the, those engineers, you know, wanted to live closer to their families, which don't happen to be in Silicon Valley or, or New York. It's just, it works for everyone. The, we, we don't have to compete with Google and Facebook or, or Amazon for hiring. Um, and we can give um, our, our team just the luxury of you know, being with their with their families as as, long, as much as they need. Right, them. right, uh, and that's a pretty interesting point. I think that you're not competing with the big tech giants when you're trying to hire for your engineering team because that's a distinct yeah. advantage that you have, uh, especially in in the terms of hiring the right people. Interesting. Yes, Thank you, Dimitri. If you're okay, I would like to do a quick lightning round, a rapid fire question round with you, if that's okay. Please. Yes, please. Perfect. So, uh, question one. Uh, is there a role model that you follow or that you can recommend to us, someone that we could look up to, someone that we could follow? So I'm going to steal this answer from uh, Matthew McConaughey, who was asked this question when he was 18. Uh, his uncle, I think, asked him, who's your role model? And he said, uh, it's me 10 years from now. And then when he turned 28, the same uncle came and asked him, well, okay, so are you, are you done now? Well, who's your role model? Because no, 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 now my role model is me 10 years from now. Uh, and so that's that's kind of how how I look at it as well. Is I set my, my, myself ten years from now and uh, try to live up to that. Story. I love that answer. I'm going to keep using that from now on. That's, I really like that answer. Is, is there a favorite book that you have, or is there a resource, a website, a blog, something that you could refer us to? Something that's uh, a really good read for people who are watching this interview right now. Sure, uh, I have two. Uh, so the first one is, and it's not related to remote work or necessarily work in general. Um, so the first one is The Theory of Everything by Jed McKenna. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big kind of, I'm into really weird stuff and um, physics and, and just kind of the nature of reality um, is, is, one, is one of them. And um, that book just summarizes everything I've learned in a really cohesive and simple way. Uh, and the second book that I highly recommend to everything, to everyone, especially to men, is uh, The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. What keeps you motivated on a daily basis? What keeps you going? What keeps you, uh, you know, uh, driven and keep pushing ahead on a daily basis? What, what's your course uh, motivation? Good question. Um, I think it's the me 10 years from now has, uh, <laughs> has different, <laughs> has aggressive, uh, aggressive goals. I, I think I worked right into that. It, it does make perfect sense. That's great. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about remote work. Is there any particular 
myth or any particular misconception that you can help us bust right now? Something that you might have come across often, something that people usually bring up every time they hear that, you know, Sainbox is a remote company. So is there any one misconception that you can help us get over today? I think the first one we already covered is it's the motivation question. Um, and then the second one, it's that it's hard to maintain culture in a remote environment. And there's some truth to that. It's, you know, it's a little harder probably than, than if everybody's in the same place all the time, but it's not, it's not impossible. Um, and, and having a, you know, a daily standup call, uh, weekly meeting and an annual you know, a retreat is a great way to, uh, I, I just say the, the, the downside or, or the risks that people see are not nearly as extensive as, as they right, believe. Right. And, you know, after years of trying to perfect the remote work environment and the culture at your company, do you still think that this scope for improvement, is there one suggestion or one uh, change or one uh, improvement that you could probably bring about in your process, in your culture, in your practices, that you think will just make it slightly more better? So one of the things we're playing with, we were actually, we were planning to, to do this um, this spring, is to have a, a second annual retreat. <laughs> Just, just because why not? That, that's probably, that's one, um, one thing, but it's not, it looks like we're not going to do it this year, certainly with, with everything going on. Maybe, maybe next year we can try that and see, see how that works. That's the only thing that comes to mind. Other, you know, other than that, everyone is very, uh, we're all very happy. And, and that definitely sounds like a big improvement. I'm, I'm all for it, you know. Two retreats a year, why not? You know, is there anything else that you would like to add or any way that people could potentially reach out to you? Uh, check out our site, sanebox.com. Um, you know, especially when you're working from home. Working from home is a little bit more distracting. So actually, that's probably something we should we should touch on as well. There's more distractions, like my, my guitar is looking at me right there. Um, you know, I could, uh, <laughs> could go and play it, but I'm not going to. Uh, so I think it's important to set, uh, to set a separate workspace space to have your desk and that's your that's your workspace in that environment sanebox is particularly helpful because we at the very least eliminate your email distractions and, and keep you more focused on uh, what's important so check out our website uh, we also have a blog if you go to blog.sanebox.com um, we have lots of lots of content also on uh, on the some of the principles behind remote work that we've that we've developed but also the general email productivity and hacks and other tools that you can use, and if you uh, if you want to get in touch with uh, with us, uh, you can always email email us at support at sanebox.com, um, or you can email me directly anytime, Dimitri at sanebox.com.